1: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. This week we're talking about the greatest year in rock. They say hindsight is 2020. So let's do a complete 360, jump in the hot tub time machine and go back 24 years to 1996.
0: It's been a month or two since I've been-
2: Welcome to Cobras and Fire. My name is Baco, and I am joined by the formative Luce Cannon. Hello, Luce. How are you this afternoon?
1: Baco, you had me at hello.
2: Oh, that's nice.
1: You didn't even say it, and you had me.
2: Uh, I did actually say hello.
1: No, I don't think you did. I at least think you asked yeah. me how I was doing. <laughs> I said, hello, Luce. How are you this afternoon? I don't know. I missed it. I, I'm not really paying attention to pleasantries. But I am doing great, and I am... <laughs> I am uh, excited to talk about the greatest year in rock 1996. Yes. Show me the money.
2: <laughs> that's oh what, I, for some reason I'm stuck on movies and we're here to talk about
1: music but uh, we'll do we'll do a little bit of both I suppose. Yeah, we're going to talk about a little bit of everything, man. It's 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 that's what these are all about. Going back in the little time machine, you know.
2: And well, it's a lot of work to put these together, right? I mean, but it's still fun. <laughs>
1: I had to google 1996. I had to I had to send you two links that said facts about 1996. It was definitely more work than we've ever put into any episode.
2: Oh man. Uh yeah, well except for the the last one we did.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, the other greatest year in rock, right?
2: Yeah, no doubt. Um
1: well why don't we get into a little bit uh d- d-
2: d- remind me uh what was going on in 1996? What were the hot news items? What kind of stuff was the world dealing with?
1: Well, sure. I mean, I think the most important thing, just to get it out of the way, is this is the first year that Ask Jeeves, the uh, search site, was was live.
2: Yeah, You you still use it, correct?
1: (laughs) I do. I was always
2: a savvy search guy.
1: (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Maybe web crawler. (laughs) There's nothing like an online butler. I love it. Ask Jeeves was live. It was a big competitor. It was taken Netscape by Storm. You've got, also you had the first clone sheep, Dolly. Uh, was out there. I'm not sure if you remember the clone uh, fanatics of that time, but do you know why? A little fun fact. Do you know why that, that sheep was named Dolly? I do not. It's because the scientists are complete perverts, and they took the DNA from a mammary gland, so it was named after Dolly Parton, the bus.
3: Idiot. Oh. <laughs> no
1: joke. Not a joke. These That's are facts. That's
2: for you, and supposedly Red Bull uh, was a thing for the first time. Then I don't know that uh, I'm not sure when I first became aware of Red Bull. I think it was maybe later. But fuck, I thought the shit tastes like you know poison anyway.
1: I I can't believe that. I mean, Red Bull. You talk about it. You know the salesman for Red Bull. Whoever said let's combine this with vodka is that that <laughs> zone of when you would go out. and be like I'd like a mixed drink. I'd like a vodka and tonic. That'll be five bucks. I'd like a I'd like a Red Bull and vodka—that's ten. Okay, no problem. That was the big, yeah. the big upcharge. But you talk about depression, and just nothing but a caffeine. Do you? Did you have Red Bull and vodka nights? Because I had many. For a
2: I've days. never had Red Bull with uh, any, with mixed with anything. No, I've had. It, it needs to be. I've had it straight, and I don't think I was able to get more than one sip down. Uh, the fact that that is something people. You pay a fairly you know premium price compared to you know yes. other soft drinks or whatever. Uh, that people actually buy that and ingest that after tasting it is unreal. But of course, we also have chewing tobacco. I got some. Uh, of course, uh, the cost of certain things from 1996, like I want to do. Um, sure. You want me to hammer through those? Of course. Well, you're not going to believe this, man. Uh, apparently, I quit uh, snorting coke at the wrong time because a gram of coke in '96 was only 17 cents. 17 apparently, here. Yeah, heroin was taking over everybody. You know, remember, everybody was that grunge kind of made heroin the chic drug, so nobody sure. was doing coke. Oh. Yeah, that's a that's a 100% fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, mail order bride was $72,000, a big spike in cost in that because <laughs> of uh, all the wives Donald Trump had. Uh, black market <laughs> babies were $1,200 on average, depending on where they came from. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, your first three DWIs were free.
1: Really? That's awesome. Yeah.
2: So ninety six was a great year, unless you wanted to get a mail order bride.
1: I didn't know you could get a a, a, a bow three on a DUI.
2: A BOGO. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that stopped uh, shortly. It was a, a failed program. It was like, a, you know, kind of one of those things like let's make people responsible for themselves. But uh, yeah,
1: yeah. I have a feeling that DWI uh, or DUI or whatever lawyers, I think that their their revenues have gone down because of uh, of my Uber driving. What do you think?
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, a quick side note, it is weird that people were seem to be more re- willing to use Uber and Lyft than they ever were a cab, and it's just as hard to get either one.
1: Oh, bullshit. They show up right away. Cabs, you got to wait a long a time. Break. you got to make a phone call. you got to talk to a human. They show up. You don't know what you're going ha- The
2: cabs have abs, too.
1: They're yellow. I think it's the fact that you just get different colored cars. People don't like the yellow cars.
2: Well, you think the fact that they're licensed, bonded, and you're Less likely to get raped or murdered would be an ups uh, a selling point, but they don't seem to be pushing that. I think that's the I blame the cab companies for that.
1: Yeah, but 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 like other things, you let your, you know all your fees up front. You know it's ten dollars, and you might possibly be abducted. But a cab, you have no idea. It's like it could be $20, 25 dollars depending on how they take you.
2: I stand with the union mm, as usual.
1: I also have to say that nineteen ninety six was the peak of Adam Sandler's talent. That was the uh, <laughs> And what I mean by that is he had both Billy Madison and uh, uh, Happy Gilmore in the books. And
2: yeah, I think largely accepted as his two best movies, right?
1: How could they not be? <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't know <laughs> why I, look I've, I've enjoyed his his work uh, you know it sporadically, dependent some, some better than others, obviously. Billy Madison hands down is my favorite.
1: Oh my God. but well, I mean, it, it, I like to say if somebody that has a thesis that goes up there, just goes, Grown-ups too, easily the best. Easily the best
2: No. Yeah, to his credit, he hasn't done a lot of sequels.
1: Uh, all right. He's well. like the
2: Tom Cruise of uh, boilerplate comedies.:
1: Oh, he's done sequels, they're just not called sequels. They're <laughs> the same fucking movie over and over again. Oh, I got you. Anyway,
2: um, I like the one where his wife is hot and Kevin James is, is disgusting.:
1: Oh yeah, that, that's a good one. So uh, also, uh, minimum wage, 475 an hour. Wow. I don't know if I'm about you, but I remember being working at Chili's and making 6 75 an hour and fucking feeling like the king. You have no idea.
2: Man, in 1996 was the year I moved to the Twin Cities. I went from probably making around that 675 you were making to like $1150. uh huh And it was like, I was like suddenly like an upper-class version of myself. <laughs> That's what I mean, right? I bought a brand new, okay, not used, brand new Neon, Dodge Neon, all Ooh. mine, baby, stick, what color? <laughs> it was red.
1: I knew it! I knew you were a red neon
2: man. So how you want to segue into this uh, episode, Luce?
1: Well, I think I'll, before we segue, I should mention that that 2020 is the year of the rat. Also, 1996, also the year of the rat. Let's see here. Hold
2: on. That would mean uh, we would have to have uh, a, a divisible number of 12 between that year and um, that, that. You know what? 24. Works out.
1: Done. See? And that's that's the thing, man. 24 years ago I mean these were the the we'll get into where we were but I mean I mean 24 years ago we, we were just at the the cusp the beginnings of our of our overall uh killer careers and lives yes <laughs> no shit <laughs> I mean did you think then where you'd be now at 53?
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm still not, I did, I still don't think about where I'm going to be at 53. No, uh, I'll let you know when I get there, you fucking prick. <laughs>
1: so in our 1991 episode, our only other 90s episode we've done on The Greatest Year of Rock, we covered the fact that we dispelled the myth, the myth that we've been told that three smelly guys from Seattle shot and killed Rock dead. So the reason I mention this is that 1996, one of the... One of the magazine covers were, were Soundgarden kills grunge dead. This was nineteen ninety nineteen ninety six 1996 was kind of a transitional period where, you know, however you want to say grunge and trends were going out. It was kind of an interesting uh, part time, just kind of like 91, where it was kind of moving towards maybe a little almost at new metal. The grunge supposed fad had maybe worn down. Things were changing. Would you not say? Sure.
2: I would compare it more to 1990 when there was kind of a mix of old and new. Okay. Uh, 91 things kind of got cemented. Um, yeah, it, it, but I I, I I get I get what you're going with that.
1: Yeah, because I think that looking back on this, that the the albums
2: definitely. Well, hold on, I definitely was the last gasp for any real grunge at the time, right? I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like the last, and they the, the the of the big. Let's let's call it the big four. Or whatever. Yeah, Nirvana
2: was done because yep. Cobain was dead. Soundgarden yep. re- released probably their last, I don't know, decent record. Yep. And Alice in Chains, was their last record this year too?
1: With uh, Lane, I should say? Yes. This was the last, I think I think 95 was the actual self-titled. Or it might have been, The, oh, the three-legged like like, dog I one? It Is the three-legged like dog this year or is it Unplugged? Fuck. I think, it, I think you were right. I think Unplugged
2: was this year. So yeah, we're probably a year after the, they even did their last thing, so... Right. Uh, but as you know, we're always very tight on facts, so I'm sure we're right.
1: <laughs> but yeah, so you, but then you got new ones creeping up, which we'll get into. But yeah, yeah, I think that 96 kind of kind of teed up the the 2000 era. Getting yeah, very close much. To it. Yeah. So yeah. So what you got? Would you like to go first? Give, you have honors.
2: For my first pick, I'm going to kind of follow up what you're saying there, as far as they're kind of being like an in between kind of movement thing. One of the bands that kind of latched on to a little bit of a grunge sound, but uh, almost has a classic rock feel to them too. But, but kind of that that mixture of alternative and how things kind of grew out of grunge to be more than just grunge, but they, it wasn't more that it was still not. Typical mainstream pop rock Or anything like that was a, It was a band I believe out of Chicago Called Veruca Salt Their first big hit was Seether And that's probably their biggest song uh, Inspired the band Seether To name their band Seether uh, So Oof. I blame them for that uh, They're completely at fault for that But uh, you know I really did enjoy this band Their first uh, two full length records and, and the song I'm going to play today Is off an EP that was released in between The EP was called Blow It Out Your Ass And this song is called Shimmer should say that the full name of that song was shimmer like a girl but uh uh
1: i don't know did you ever get into veruca salt much loose i had the eight arms to hold you album
2: that's the one with uh volcano girls on it
1: yep that's my favorite song by them and it's produced by bob rock which is actually one of the selling points you know back in the day you get a cd you're like i think i like this but it's produced by xyz so i'm gonna go for it and that's what i did
2: he definitely put the bob rock stamp on their guitar tone on that record yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think as an album it was as good, but nope. I do love that song. But, you know, whatever. Never was one of my favorite bands, but I do have uh, those three albums. So, And I, and uh, Nina Gordon released a solo album that was more like uh, Lilith Fair kind of light alt-rock. Yeah. But uh, I, there was a hit song in there called uh, Tonight and the Rest of My Life that, I don't know, as a pop song. It's not too bad. Anyway, it's your pick. What do you got for us? 1996.
1: Well, sure. Well, obviously, the most important release of the year was the uh, Poison Greatest Hits album that uh, that that
2: came out. Ah, that might have been the first Poison CD I owned. Might have been the last one too. Wait, I think I have Flesh and Blood. I'm not sure.
1: Well, the reason I mention this is that that '96, in general, looking at this, was a year where a lot of artists put out greatest hits. You know? Hair
2: metal kind of came back. I remember right. radios. It was it was suddenly okay to talk about and and listen to and enjoy stuff that for about five you know for about basically six years was just a, a laughing stock. Winger never got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> nice.
1: uh, but no, like all of a sudden, Poison was fun again. Cinderella released the greatest hits. Is that where you're going with this? Yeah, pr- pretty much. I mean, just a lot of them. Like, yeah, I I, did, I forgot about the Cinderella, but they had that one too. They had the the two girls on the cover that were in the videos, right? Like, yeah. Uh, but there were some of these uh older hair metal bands that uh were still trying to make themselves a little different and Def Leppard was one of them with the album Slang
2: I think they succeeded in making themselves different with that record
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think so too but you know Eddie Trunk always rates this as an underrated underrated Def Leppard album I will have to counter that and say it is perfectly perfectly rated is a is so a, and it's uh,
2: rated as a dog, right? I mean, I don't know that I've actually sat through the whole thing. I, I can remember this the title track, but not, not much else. Boy,
1: I I went I, I, for over the years. I've been told you got it. This this is the Def Leppard album that just got away, and I've gone back to it. I'm like, no, it did not get away. It was dead on arrival, man. This was just oof. I'm trying to think of anybody else to try to do that, but that they definitely were not going for the whole. We're just going to keep on rocking deal.
2: I mean, I, it's the same thing with the uh, Grim Reaper record, Rocky to Hell. And every time, it just falls flat.
1: <laughs> Did that
2: come out this year, too? Okay. No. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. Uh, anyway. Uh, so, are you, are you playing something off of Def Leppard? Did you see this tour? What would you bring it up
1: for? <laughs> I'm just saying that that, that was just the, comp- the comparison of, of the poisons and the greatest hits trying to cash in on the old. They're trying to, they're trying to push it forward and failing. But you also had, during this time young upstarts uh, out of out of uh, Florida man. Florida man Marilyn Manson on the scene.
2: Oh, that's right. He was just starting to cut through at this point.
1: Yeah, and we're not going to go too much, but the fact is, is that the Antichrist superstar was just finally hitting uh, popular culture hot off the heels of the Eurythmics cover. Sweet Dreams are made of this. And I am featuring the track Tourniquet. I know you've got next pick, Baco, but I do want to ask you if you owned a certain album that I'm fascinated with. If yeah, I what's that? Uh, Deep Purple's release, Perpendicular.
2: <laughs> I saw that on the list and we went through it. I don't remember that, that record at all. No, I never owned it.
1: <laughs> did you see the album cover? I did not. It's a purple album cover with a mic that is uh, perpendicular, and it looks like a dick. Uh,
2: nice. Beautiful. Perpendicular. Yeller. <laughs> that I seems a little edgy for old Deep Purple, especially because they were old at that
1: time. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It sounds like that seems like a like a Blink One Eighty Two. Deep album. Purple goes blue. Yeah. Oh man. So okay. Well, anyway. So that's not the pick you have. So
2: proceed. <laughs> I don't know if I didn't pick anything off that. Uh, uh, well, I'm going to pick something from the old guard regarding the, the grunge that we were talking about uh, mm. and the band specifically that you named. Uh, Soundgarden released their record Down on the Upside, a fairly, I don't know, I, I didn't like it as much as the others, but I still think it's a good record, I guess is the best way to put it. Uh, but I guess out of the, the records up to that point, from Loud Love to that record, I would say this is my least favorite of those um, but I put it ahead of like the the screaming life fop EPs and stuff of that nature. The, their their first sub pop releases. Yeah, you're a song-guarding guide. Was this record something you got right away?
1: I did, and it was kind of an eh, not that bad for me too. The ones the songs on, that I love on here are, are you know some of their best. Did you enjoy the rewrite of Black Hole Sun?
2: Which song are you talking about, man?
1: Blow up the outside world.
2: Oh, okay. Um, I don't think that. <laughs> I think it's a bit of a stretch.
1: Ah, <laughs> all right. Well, to me it's the same it's the same damn song, man. Come on.
2: I don't know. Black hole sun is a timeless thing that, that it, it it just captures like almost every part of that song just pops in a way that grabs you. I would not describe uh, blow up the outside world that way.
1: Well that's what a rewrite is. It's the it's the tomorrow of tonight of rock and roll night.
2: Hmm. I like I prefer tomorrow
1: of tonight. <laughs> <laughs> okay. They're off <laughs> probably more out of like
2: fatigue but uh
1: i'm more of a blow up the outside world guy myself
2: yeah i, I haven't <laughs> yeah, for me it uh, it uh it's far superior in every aspect <laughs> but uh, uh the song i'm gonna pick is uh it, it you know I, we, we typically try to kind of feature lesser known things you know kind of our, our cup of tea this is not one of those tracks this is one of the greatest songs of their career if not my all-time soundgarden favorite Every time I hear it, I never get sick of it. It is burden in my
3: hand. Fun!
2: To me, that is the pinnacle of a Chris Cornell vocal. I mean, he just... Follow me! but just And, and the music and the melody are just... Oh, my God, it just... Left hand river sail! Just, just when he gets into that... Mm, God, it's even just thinking about listening to it, it's got my hair standing up. It's right. a killer track. It uh, it blows away the rest of the album, that's for sure.
1: Well, it kind of gets... Lo- that's what I mean. Like it, It's there, and you, you almost... It's almost clouded by the rest of the album.
2: Is yeah, it? I think there I, I to, to your point, I believe there was like a probably a, a few year period where I just had hadn't listened to that record, right? And then that song came on the radio, and I'm like, "How the fuck am I not listening to this more often?" You know what I mean? Yep. And then I listened to that record again, and I was like, "Ah, that's why." Ah, I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a jam CD to keep in the car. <laughs> just
1: <laughs> I just I just think the most impressive thing is how the. Uh, On the chorus, they're able to take a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush and make it just flow.
2: Zing. (laughs) Insert Camaro laugh. (laughs) That's (laughs) definitely
1: Camaro laugh laugh worthy.
2: (laughs) All right. Well, you know, uh, enough about my pick. What's uh, Loose Cannon going to throw at us from The Greatest Year in Rock, 1996?
1: Boy. All right. You know, when I prepare for for these Greatest Year in Rocks uh, episode, I... Greatest year in rocks. <laughs> 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 the greatest year in rocks. This year, uh, name some rocks. Uh, abalone? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Is that a rock? I don't think so. That's the first so. thing I came up to me.
1: God, we're not good per- even at Pearls? Earth. It, you know, it, as podcasters, we should be really good at Earth science. Don't you think that, that would be Oh, like-
2: uh, yeah. We should start our own geology uh, podcast.
1: you know why
2: because geology rocks Ooh, it's a
1: camaro laugh (laughs) (laughs) why anyway so i looked down here and i was like okay this this is a uh a band that i wrote down like i'm definitely going to feature a song by them but there's certain times that these albums don't age well and that is uh rage against the machine Uh, put out what album
2: came out in 96 was this the battle for los angeles or no this was actually the um, evil empire
1: evil empire that's right there's our second one and and i i remember liking this but man i went back to it and it's this the pocket full of shells record i think so that's down rodeo yeah down rodeo drive and it has bulls on parade those are the two the two main ones uh but, but anyway, so I, I, was, I was a big Rage fan. Um, I mean, La of Palooza was basically Rage opening, Alice in Chains closing, and that, that made my day. I immediately went out and bought that album. I liked The Battle of Los Angeles, but this one, man, I think we've had this discussion before, too, where you like the, the band itself. But yeah, we're not a, we're not a you know a, a the fan singer of and
2: his Zach vocal or- styling Zach De La Roca he it just doesn't yep. do it for me he almost everything about that guy is the antithesis of what I want right you know he just it it just he grinds my gears but uh, great band and there are some songs I like by them I actually own a couple of their records but you know. This is Back not to your yeah, point.
1: This is a this is an absolute sophomore slump. I mean, I also think that's notable in nineteen ninety six. is Sublime put out a very popular song called "Date Rape."
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think. Do you think that the, that it was the paths were, were cleared by Nirvana with with "Rape Me" and it kind of evolved from there?
2: You know, I don't know that's kind of a. I mean, the song is not pro rape.
1: I'm aware of that. Neither of them are. Do you think both of them well, are so No, saying, I know, but yeah, I mean, it, look... The I, guy you, ends you, up you, in hell. It's a cautionary tale.
0: That's when things got out of control. She didn't want to. He had his way. She said, let's go. He said, no way. Come on, babe, it's your lucky day. Shut your mouth, we're gonna do it my way. Come on, baby, don't be afraid. If it wasn't for day rape, I'd never get laid. <laughs> Takes it in the behind.
1: Yeah, so here's a band where the lead singer died before they got famous, Bradley Noel, and they are yeah. still doing a. Uh, apparently, they are still a viable commodity because whatever version of them still exists today at yeah, every it's every weird fest.
2: They have to they have to say like uh, Sublime featuring Rome. some dude. I th- yeah, yeah his name is Rome. And oh. Who, who I've actually seen him perform on TV, but I, I don't know who the guy is. But the family sued uh, to make sure that that was done. That was a stipulation. Or there was at least some discussion. It might have been as simple as, like, we don't want you to do this. And they said, can we do it like this? And they might have said, fine. Um, I don't know if it actually went to litigation or not.
1: Yeah. Well, they're still out there. You know, uh, uh, Danny Wimmer. Playing the two them. songs you all remember. That's right. Here we go. Brett Michaels hit what I got. <laughs> That's right. We have we have featured supply before in a way. <laughs>
3: yeah, real simple like that.
0: <laughs> Early in the morning, rise up to the street. Your best cigarette and I shoes on my feet. Alright.
1: So what you got? What's next? Moving on from
2: Oh man, who do I wanna do next? Um well one thing that was kinda like uh, the- you can give Nine Inch Nails all the credit for starting with kind of industrial rock, but that was kind of developing into like almost a more of a hybrid that uh, that was a little more founded in metal than Nine Inch Nails, I would say, was. And one of the bands that, that had a nice little one-hit pop during this time was Gravity Kills. And they had a song that I still think is kind of fun to listen to, and that was called Guilty. Well, I don't have anything else to say about them what's up with you Luce <laughs> <laughs> that's
1: great okay
2: I literally know nothing about the band I never bought the record or anything so
1: alright Paco what other uh, pop culture information do you have for the listeners
2: well one of the things I, I you, you've brought up in past episodes was the, the movies of the year and it was always fun to count down and uh, you know, although I I will say, so far into this episode, it seems like I, I have got my libido and in, in self love under control. I haven't mentioned masturbating once yet, so maybe the <laughs> maybe right. the movies will do it well, for us. But this was uh, ten
1: years after you'd calm down a little bit. Yeah, exactly.
2: You know, I'm no longer. You know, I'm I'm in my mid twenties at this point, so sure. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm now I'm just a uh, you know manscaping and all all the time. <laughs>
1: But, You're just uh, grooming yourself. <laughs>
2: <things>. <laughs> yeah, I got the, do you, why don't we count down the, from uh, the top 20 movies? We'll, uh, we'll do 20 to 11 right now. You ready? Okay, all right, yeah. At number 20 was the Richard Gere thriller Primal Fear with a young Edward Norton in it. Uh, I saw this in the theater.
1: I did. I, uh, I saw this as well. Quite a, quite a twist ending. Yes, a
2: twist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never fucking heard of this movie. It's got Minnie Driver and Campbell Scott in it, uh, Big Night. Nope. Okay, <laughs> the
1: frighteners. Oh, is this the one with uh, Michael J. Fox? Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that was a weird one. It was like half. It was like, kind of like Ghostbusters, half comedy, half. Horror. Yeah.
2: Okay. It says fantasy comedy. Yeah. So yeah. All right. No. 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 Never sh- saw it. You did.
1: I did. Sorry. It's, right. it's okay.
2: Uh, horror movies suddenly became a thing again. Uh, as far oh, as like yes. a, something that would uh, you know actually get people to the to the movie theater, Scream, the the Wes Craven movie, of course, with Nev Campbell, David Arquette. Um, I, I love Wes Craven. I've always been a horror movie fan. I don't care how bad they are. Uh, <laughs>
1: just, you don't care. Uh, You'll see pumpkin you know, head. As a matter of fact,
2: listeners, go to YouTube. Uh, look up the movie Crimson Ghost from 1946. And watch the colorized version movie, it, it, because it's only an hour and a half instead of two and a half hours. Uh, but it it's 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 brutally brilliant. Anyway, but I, I loved Scream. I thought it was great.
1: Oh, I loved it, too. I'm actually surprised that that's where it ranked, because it was such a big deal how much that movie made. I yeah, guess pop culture-wise,
2: I think it's got a much higher rating than most of these. This is just strictly box office.
1: Yes, so. no, I, I agree. I'm just surprised on the ranking. But uh, great movie, All yeah. Right.
2: And uh, we got some French potatoes with Sling Blade coming in <laughs> at 16. Oh, uh, Billy Bob Thornton suddenly becomes something we think about.
1: He does. And, and Angela, he bags Angelina Jolie a few, few years. Sling Blade does. Yeah,
2: no doubt. Um, this was uh, a, a pretty solid movie. I, I didn't think I'd like it, but after it got all this, uh, you know, it basically became one of those movies you had to see at a certain point. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, at fifteen, another movie I've never heard of featuring Gwyneth Paltrow, uh, Hard Eight.
1: Jesus, okay, no.
2: Sixteen wow. and lo- or, or at fourteen is Secrets and Lies. I don't know any of these actors, so nope. I'm guessing a Lone Star with again C- Chris Cooper and Elizabeth Pena.
1: Jesus Christ, <laughs> these movies are not classics.
2: You yeah, we're on. getting to them though. This is a one that's a very quotable, th- uh, probably the most quotable Tom Cruise movie ever, Jerry Maguire.
1: Wow. Okay. Uh, again, I would think this is a top ten one, okay. but how much? What's, what's the? Does it say the box office at all next to it? You curious. know, this does not have
2: the numbers on the okay, list. Okay. I got. I'm sorry.
1: All right. Go ahead.
2: My apologies. I'll do better next time, Lewis Don't don't hit me. <laughs> Uh, and rounding out the top uh, or the the bottom twenty, whatever twenty to eleven. At number eleven is Swingers, which brought us Vince Vaughn yep. and um. Uh, well, they don't list him here, but uh, what's his name? The guy who's got his hand in everything now, uh, uh, Favreau.
3: Yeah,
1: he's in uh, the Mandalorian and everything now.
2: Yeah, I mean, so he, he's you know more behind the scenes than in front of the camera now, but yeah, he's uh. The, this is basically his launching point, but uh, Swingers uh, movie. I'm going to go on record and uh, hot take here, man. Does not hold up.
1: Nope. I didn't. Think the it best held thing up about then.
2: it is the, is the scene where they're playing Sega and they they makes Gretzky bleed.
1: <laughs> All I know is that I, even when I saw this, I was like, I don't get it. But you notice that this is another one that says money, two two in a row almost. That you're so you're so money. Show me the money, and you're so money was a big word in, in box office that year. And we have this fucking
2: movie to thank for the whole swing band movement with the cherry pop and daddies and all that Ugh. fucking garbage. But uh, did not ever get into that. I was nope. just like, I I, I had friends who were like, oh man, this fucking, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, there you go. We'll hit
1: uh, the next top ten in the part two, but uh, let's get back to the picks. It's your pick, Luce. What do you got? So I'm going to feature a band that I didn't get into until the last couple of years. And one of the reasons was from... Hearing that it was quite an influence on uh, the lead singer of Volbeat, um, his name uh, Michael Poulsen. thats his name. Uh, okay. Lead singer. He has Social Distortion on, is one of his tattoos in his arm and one of his uh, singing styles that he uses. Yeah, so, definitely
2: influenced by those guys. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay. And and I'd always known this song. I was wrong. was one of my, always is on one of my playlists. But it's the only song I ever had by them. And but then I went back to that album white light white heat white trash and there's another great song on that album too it's a great album overall but this is my second favorite and that's don't drag me down
3: will just suffer
0: more Have you ever been ashamed Without society Try to keep me holding down And begin to watch things change And see we'll turn around Gonna dry your eyes Have you ever been afraid About society Try to keep you down I begin to watch things
3: change and see, the dawn. all around.
1: a question for you Claudia Schiffer would Uh
2: you sure even now why not
1: (laughs) what about Margot Hemingway no never well she's dead she was dead that year from an overdose of uh, phenobarbital just so you know Mm, nice Uh, Ted Kaczynski uh, Unabomber (laughs) yeah would you (laughs)
2: <laughs> you know in his college years maybe oh, yeah. <laughs> he him—he really let himself go That's true. you're not into the hood look uh, no it was more the beard you know it's like you know get some beard oil or something trim it up you
1: know like <laughs> yeah he's getting to kind of um, have some self respect yeah he used Tom Araya for a picture to, to to guide himself with what do you think oh man yeah uh, Chico Mielmo
2: did that come out in '96.
1: <laughs> yeah, it did.
2: I had the the dollar store version of it. Uh, d- uh, don't touch me there, Eddie. Hmm.
1: Used for different purposes, I believe, in therapy.
2: Yeah, oh, yeah, his family dollar. So,
1: <laughs> also, come on. I'm not sure if you know this, but '96, 24 years. We can think. for 24 years. We have been doing this at weddings and awkward social events, and that's the macarena.
2: Oh, that's too bad.
1: Oh, by the way, one other thing I want to let you know about, though, Baco, is you should be really happy about this. This was the year that Oprah started her famous book club. Oh,
2: Oh, nice.
1: Now you got me horny.
0: (laughs) There is no need for self love.
1: You're a big book guy, right? A lot of books you read that year? (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, did Da Vinci Code come out that year? Because I
3: did read that. <laughs>
1: okay, that no.
2: might have been the not last non-rock biography I read. I I used to read some uh, uh, John Grisham. He had to have a fucking book out in that year. He,
1: he was alive, so yes, he did. He, that was the uh, <laughs> run, Runaway Jury. Was that year? I read did that. Did not
2: read it. Uh, Cusack movie.
1: Yeah, it was in that. But you also had uh, one thing you could say if you want to impress people is is say like, "Hey, I'm into Stephen King. I read The Green Mile." Just the first one. Do, do you remember that? They came out in the little 50-page books, one by one. They were like a serial thing. <laughs> they would come out every week. No, I had no idea. No? Okay. Also, this is the year that It Takes a Village by Hillary Clinton came out.
2: Yeah, I didn't know that. That's uh, pretty much uh, uh, a roadmap for, for my life is like I ignore all the advice in that book. So It is It is an advice book, right?
1: That's <laughs> right. No, the, the original title was It Takes a Village to Hide the Evidence from All the People I've Killed.
2: No shit! It takes a village. It does a lot of shovels. No. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't, uh, you know, let, or a backhoe. <laughs> that was with it. That's what that was. That was the second title. It takes a village or a backhoe. <laughs> all right. Yeah, you because know, a village, you get twenty people with shovels. A backhoe can do the same work in ten minutes.
1: How many people are they accused of killing to, to further their lives? The, all those. I don't know. Things? Plenty. Epstein oh, is the
2: latest one, right? Who uh, is? It, Epstein.
1: Oh, yeah, Epstein, too. I can
2: see yeah, that. He's got dirt on, on Trump and dirt on Cl- and, and on Clinton, apparently. Uh, but only Clinton is suspected of killing him. You know, go figure. But uh, Sure. Uh, he was on Saturday Night Live this last weekend.
1: <laughs> was Epstein. he? Oh, Epstein yeah. was? Oh, yeah, I did hey, see that. He was, that was in was, hell. Yeah. Oh, he was in hell. A lot of people were in hell. I did see that. That's pretty <laughs> good.
2: Uh, what what did he say because they said the devil appears to people in different forms he says the devil appears to him as a woman his age (laughs) 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 not a bad joke for Saturday Night Live
1: no no not at all but man um, they asked him
2: what he was doing there and he's like just hanging
1: Uh, anyway enough about the current Saturday Night Live (laughs) (laughs) we've gone uh, that's the wrong year of the rat so is it my pick no it's mine okay You, you, you have honor sir continue
2: I'm going to go with something that was a new band at this time. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think probably a first for me. I'm playing two songs by uh, uh, artists that have a female singer, at least. The other one, uh, I guess, yeah, they're, they're both mixed between men and women in the bands, and both of them. Uh, this is another one-hit wonder band. I, I, I like the CD okay, but this song I still think is pretty catchy, and it's the band Republica with the song Ready to Go. Once again, that was Re- Republica with "Ready to Go," and once again, it's an artist I know nothing about. So, uh, what's your pick uh, for what? Do you, so, what do you got next, Luz?
1: Yeah, at least I'm throwing some out there, like you. I know nothing about Sublime.
2: <laughs> really. except, I know the singer's dead, the, the, and he had a
1: Dalmatian that he malnourished. <laughs> That's right, Dalmatian. There you go. Perfect. Yeah, he loved that Dalmatian. That's Love all we it know it so about.
2: much that thing fucking never got fed, other than fucking pot-smoking stale beer. Ooh, jeez. We are just shitting
1: on this guy's legacy. That's not good. <laughs>
2: uh, little known fact, Dalmatians are a very inbred dog. Oh, yes, they are. Uh, uh,
1: they're they very too. popular that that, that that this year too. Yeah. This was uh, this was the year, by the way. Just a, we'll get into that in the next episode. In case you're on the edge of your seat about the Dalmatian, uh, <laughs> craze of 1996, but there was one, and we'll tell you why. You have to come back for that. So anyway, so it's uh, my my next pick is, you know, kind of like we were talking about the 1996 was kind of a turning point with bands. One band that kind of. I don't know if they completely changed it, but they definitely showed another side to them. Was Stone Temple Pilots with the oh yeah with the album the longest title? I'm gonna see if I can get this right. Tiny songs from the Vatican is that accurate?
2: Tiny music from the Vatican gift shop.
1: There you go, perfect. And when this when uh, Big Bang Baby came out first, it had this really low low-fi video, and it kind of looked like you you know it was uh, filmed with somebody's. You know, it was just.
2: It was like I still th- remember that kind of creepy backwards walk uh, Wyland does at the end of it.
1: Yeah, and I was like, I don't know if I like this or not, but then I then I, that's one of my favorite songs by them.
2: Yeah, um, it's a, it's a killer track.
1: Yeah, but, but
2: N- nice little off time riff to go against the kind of uh, beat. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So yeah. I, I, I think this album they took themselves next level, uh, big time. I,
3: I
2: think so. You know, it's probably not my favorite record by them, nope. but it is a good album.
1: Yeah, and the song I'm going to feature is actually one of the – where they showed kind of their – I think it's a great Lost Beatles track, and that is the track Lady Picture Show. Fun fact, I was supposed to see the Stone Temple Pilots in Louisville that year, but something changed. We'll get into that next episode. Okay. That's
2: that's two teasers in a row,
1: man. I know, it's a lot of teasers. You got Dalmatians and a Stone Temple Pilots uh Oh but I cannot wait. I know. I mean, come on. But did you ever see Wyland with with STP? Yeah. Oh yeah, a few times. Really? Yeah. What what year? Like in the, this zone?
2: Oh boy! Well, yeah, I, I saw them. Uh, shoot, Just trying to think here. It was the um no the, the the tour before this one. Um, what was that record called? Uh, oh, Purple. Uh, yeah, no, I saw him a few times. The last couple, he was not very good, but
1: mm. yeah, he was all he was all kind of uh zonked out at this time. Purple hair and and used the um. Uh, What's the thing you use for crowd control all the time? Like the bullhorn? He has a lot, way too much of the bullhorn, like instead of the microphone. So, Baco, moving on from Stone Temple Pilots and a bullhorn, what do you have in your, your neck of the woods?
2: You want my next pick for The Greatest Year in Rock? I do. 1996, Motorhead released a record called Overnight Sensation. Still, one of my favorite Motorhead records, kind of kind of underrated. CMC was a record label that I think eventually became Spitfire, but anyway, they they were like this home for a lot of these like older uh, artists. Yep. like even like Leonard Skinnerd was on them, and they would still sell a decent amount of about, amount of records, but they they kind of managed things a little bit differently. But uh, I'm gonna play a song on here that's uh, it, it's a bit of an epic tune, so you're gonna have to kind of snip it down where you want to put it. but uh, sure, it's a track called "I don't Believe a Word.
3: Don't try to make me feel alright All the love in all the world Is not enough to save my soul tonight Don't be my friend, I'm not a fool Don't talk of things that we cannot see When all the ones that sing the blues Sometimes I think of how it used to be I have seen the devil laugh I have seen God turn his face away I have nothing left to lose I have nothing left to say I have seen the skies turn black I have seen the seas run dry I have nothing that is yours
1: Don't look at me. Your eyes are hard. I gotta tell you, Baco, I, I have been diving into the Motorhead catalog over the last couple of years. This was one that wasn't available. It was kind of hard to find. You know what I mean? Okay. To listen to it, and I finally listened to it after I saw it was on, on your your the uh, music
2: collection that you rent every month. Doesn't have it?
1: No, they didn't. They didn't have the rights yet. But now they do. Um, okay, well that's good. And, it's a good record. It, yeah, and, and you know it's also notable for the first time you see Lemmy without his mutton chops, and it's a uh,
2: oh I never thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if it's the first time, but yeah, that's definitely a
1: notable point. Well, they've only been the album cover twice, I think, and that's Ace of Spades and this one actually you know it's usually their their logo on the yeah, album sure. cover. I get where you're going yeah but but my god this song and the title track and yeah. civil war that's great what's one of the uh, there's there's um something with the fox
2: yeah uh, yeah uh it's like a real rocket is it,
1: is it just crazy like a fox crazy like a fox which is like more more of a straight up rock and roll song and the the there's some acoustic guitar in here there's some some uh he plays he's plays a harmonica it's 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 a pretty diverse... I mean, you know, for Motorhead, it's very diverse, yeah. right?
2: I, I, I don't know if it was this summer or the following, but I saw Motorhead for the first time, um, and it was at an outdoor festival, and I was blown away It just how great they were. I think I've told the story, but when I first saw them inside, I was like, oh, this is, Whew. it's just too loud. Yeah. <laughs> it work it works outdoor. Yeah. Anyway. um, But yeah, so, uh, you know, God, uh, God bless you, Lemmy. Thank you for everything. And uh, what do you got for your next pick or the last pick of this episode,
1: I suppose? Yes.
2: Uh, how we are we, we going to wrap up part one of The Greatest Year in Rock, 1996,
1: Luce? We're going to play my track of the air and that is Dalmatian Wyland. No, I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Hold on. That's, that's actually that's more of a tease so let's go you know what uh we were talking off off mic a little bit that in 94 you know tarantino hit hit uh hollywood and put out pulp fiction and subsequently dust till dawn he could pretty much put out anything and did you see dust till dawn i
2: i not at the time no i've seen it yes
1: it's okay at best would you say yes uh, well, Salma Hayek makes it worth it, right? <laughs> oh, that one scene, of course.
2: Now we're jerking off.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, finally, getting it back. A little, yeah. Little, little vampire action, a little, little uh, place in the middle of the desert. You know, there's... See, By
2: 96, I didn't need to do it in the theater. I could just spank bank it, hit it when I had some free time before I went to bed.
1: Sure. Very well organized. Had more options. And uh, for those not familiar, it's a vampire movie starring... Uh, uh, George Clooney and for some odd reason fucking Tarantino himself decides to put himself on Yeah screen. but he gets killed pretty quick so that's alright. Oh all right. thank god. But uh,
2: you It's also got some of Hayek's tits. Oof, <laughs>
1: yes, as we've already covered. But, uh, I just wanted to talk about it again, apparently. <laughs> this soundtrack is pretty ba- badass. It's, yeah, it's a good soundtrack. It's a good soundtrack, and that kind of started the whole thing where you would buy the soundtrack just because Tarantino kind of put together like Kill Bill and things like that, and he kind of lost his mojo along the way, I think. But overall, he puts together a pretty badass score, and one of them was the first time I'd heard And it's not this song I'm going to feature because it goes, it's from an old album, but there's two songs by ZZ Top on this soundtrack. And one of them is an old one called uh, Mexican Blackbird, which is off of Fandango and is one of my favorite ZZ Top songs, but because it falls out of the parameters, is also off of ZZ Top's album Rhythmine, which I never owned, but it is released in 1996. And that is the track, She's Just Killing Me. So I did want to just throw out a little bit about Tarantino. I mean, 94 and 96, okay. the this is the zone where kind of cinema kind of flashed back to the whole, I don't know, let's just call it Scorsese, more independent, more, at least it wasn't just all there blockbuster. There was a lot of big
2: ones. You're right. I mean, right? Even, even a little bit after this with things like American Beauty and that kind of stuff were right. kind of started during this time.
1: Yeah, and it was it was kind of a, it was a good thing for either you love a Tarantino or not. At least you didn't get the same. Pulp
2: Fiction blew me away the first time I saw it. I mean, right? Uh, th- th- yeah, it it was unreal. I've never seen a movie done that way before. Um, that was that well written, and the characters were so fleshed out. And flat out, I'm sorry, Travolta's uh, uh, the reception Travolta got for that performance way overrated he's good in it i like it but they acted like this guy like we have no idea who he is bruce willis uh destroyed uh in that that movie he was the best performer but oh everybody else was 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 great ving rames oh how about uh what's his name harvey keitel yeah my god the wolf fuck yeah But l- 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 uh, honestly but i think what's his nuts uh travolta the most unlikable boring character of all the main ones Oh, of
1: course. Sam Jackson made the movie. Well, that's I mean,
2: right. He kind of hit his. That was his first like real. Yeah, that was when he he went. I going to say motherfucker all the time, motherfucker. <laughs> that's right. Exactly.
1: I mean, you got. I mean, who, without that movie, there's no snakes on a plane. Oh, and there's no what's in your wallet. No. Exactly. No, that was that was that was the movie. I mean, I remember but, being just shocked with so many parts of that movie, from the gimp to the the gun going the off. The gimp. Un- oh my god, that blew me away. I was like, "What is going
2: on in this movie?" Like, I remember I was watching it. I went to the movie with like Wilson, and, <laughs> and he was like, like really uncomfortable with yeah. the gimp. Like he just he's like like. I don't understand the point of of bringing what was the gimp? Does this guy just live in this box? I'm like Jesus fucking Christ, man! Let it go
1: because shit is gonna go get even worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh like my god! That, that the the fact that you can make a conversation interesting about somebody eating a burger. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that whole
2: again fun scene overrated. Maybe that, that was because it's the only thing they could actually play a clip from on like a uh, fucking you know Regis and and Kathy Lee. True. You know, that, that, that's kind of my theory, but, like, Royale with cheese is not that interesting to me. I, it was funny. It was good. I would not take it out, but there was so much better dialogue.
1: Yeah, but it really brought the metric system into the U.S.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Tarantino tried, people. He, he tried. Did. He
1: tried. He tried. But, no, in general, um, I, say, I do have to, something to say is that is how is Harvey Keitel— Dressed in a tuxedo at 10 a.m. in the morning, what is he doing? I love that. Day? I love those oddities about that movie, though. Yeah, the, nothing really makes sense, but it makes sense, is what you're saying.
2: Yeah, just, just like, oh yeah, they, what the, I, I had the exact same thought. It's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? In a tux?
1: I, I I still think I remember uh, the, that I I recall vividly that I was at the theater in more more than a horror movie or anything else when they were talking and they were yelling and arguing in the car, and all of a sudden the gun goes off and blows that kid's head off. And the blood goes everywhere. I was like, oh, shit. I did not expect that.
2: I laughed out loud and might have been the only person.
1: All right. Well, that ends the Tarantino portion of 1996. So as a reminder, we're going to feature She's Just Killing Me by ZZ Top. But you want to get out of here until part two? Absolutely. You ready, loose I am. Rock's not dead. But if it is, Hillary Clinton had nothing to do with it. <laughs>
2: He was a fan of the bullhorn that while and <laughs> Love the bullhorn. That's what it says in his, his, uh, his grave. All right. Go ahead. Maybe a little more delicately kick it to me. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. Well, one thing, when we get into the songs, it, <laughs> you, we can move a little quicker if we just kind of like move. But uh, yeah, set me up, man. Jesus. You want a better setup than than he had, he loved the bull, Go
1: bullhorn in his grave? No,
2: I want a better setup than, ha, 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 ha.
4: Go ahead.